So our gospel lesson this morning comes to us from the book of Mark, the 10th chapter. It's one of my favorite gospel stories in the Bible. It deals with a man by the name of Bartimaeus who was blind, who was also a sinner, as are we all. And the thing about Bartimaeus is he was healed of his blindness, not just physically, but also spiritually. And the reason I think it is so relatable to our situation as humans first, I guess, and then as sinners is because we all suffer from the same blindness that Bartimaeus suffered. Hear what Mark has to say in the 10th chapter about this healing of blind Bartimaeus. They came to Jericho as he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up. He's calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way. So as I said, there's, there's so much to this passage of Scripture. There's, there's good stuff here. And we only have... 15 or 20 minutes, I guess, to to get into this content, and we're only going to scratch the surface. But I have to tell you that if you are a Christian, and if you are a sinner, and if you are human, this story is for you. It was put here by God himself, inspired the writing of Mark in his gospel, to record our Savior Jesus and his response to us in our human condition. As this passage of Scripture opens, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And on the way, he passes through the town of Jericho. And as he exits the city, as he walks through the city gates, a blind beggar, Mark tells us his name is Bartimaeus, When he finds out that Jesus is passing through, he calls out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David. See, this title for Jesus is really specific. It's a reference to his messianic lineage. For for the Jewish people knew that the Messiah would come from the house of David. And it's significant because this is the first ripple in this swelling wave of public support for Jesus as Messiah. 
a wave that Jesus would ride into Jerusalem as he made his triumphal entry into the city. And you see that just one chapter later in the book of Mark, chapter 11. It's interesting that Bartimaeus uses that title for Jesus. That, that tells me that Bartimaeus may have been blind, but he saw a lot better than a lot of folks because he understood who Jesus was. And so he cries out to Jesus for mercy. He, he's reached a point in his brokenness where he realizes that the situation and the circumstances of his life are beyond his ability to fix or control. Have, have any of us ever been there? And as blind as he is physically, he's not as blind spiritually as many others because he at least has the ability to recognize where his opportunity for healing and restoration lies. It's in Jesus. Even a blind man could see that. And so he seizes the opportunity. He cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, I think about how many times I've been there personally. Have you ever been lost in the midst of all of life's trials and tribulation? Have you ever been overwhelmed by that heaviness of heart that comes from a perception that the forces of evil operating in the world are coming against you personally day after day, time and time again? Where it seems that you don't ever have an opportunity to even catch your breath before the next wave of attacks begins? Have you ever been so burdened by pressure? Could be financial pressure. Could be the weight of family issues. It could be a fear of health concerns for yourself or for somebody in your family. It could be that you're wondering if you're going to have enough in your bank account to stretch it to the next paycheck. So burdened by those troubles that you finally relent in your desire even to handle it by yourself and you throw up your hands and surrender and you cry out, Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Save me. What's the song? Jesus, take the wheel. I love that meme that says, you know, Jesus doesn't want to take the wheel, but occasionally he does want to pull the car over and spank you with his sandal. <laughs> if any of that sounds like where you've been, praise God that you finally gave it all up to him. But if you're in the midst of it right now and you haven't found the way to surrender it to him, then you might want to pay attention to the story of this man, the blind beggar Bartimaeus, because... In verse 48, many sternly ordered him to be quiet. You ever had folks tell you to just sit down and be quiet? You know, sometimes people mistake lamenting for complaining. Sometimes when you're at the end of your rope, you lament. The Bible is full of lamenting people that God heard in their cries for help. 
And so as Bartimaeus is sitting there in the gate and he knows Jesus is coming, he cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And you can hear the folks, oh, just be quiet, Bartimaeus. Hush your mouth. Nobody wants to hear your complaining, Bartimaeus. And that causes him to cry out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. See, there will be obstacles that are placed in your path as you cry out to Jesus for help. And those powers and principalities that are working their chaos in your life, they're going to throw everything they can in your path. They may even turn up the frequency and the intensity of their assault on you as you begin to relinquish your control of all those things, of all your burdens, and give them over to the more capable shoulders of your Savior, Jesus. And even people may come against you and tell you that what you believe is foolishness. People may tell you to be quiet, to stop speaking up about Jesus. People may mock you and they'll try to force you into silence. But when that occurs, we have to cry out to Jesus even more earnestly with greater intensity. Just like blind Bartimaeus, we need to be persistent, relentless in our cry. Son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Verse 49, Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man saying to him, take heart, get up. He's calling you. Boy, that sure shut up the naysayers, didn't it? Oh, what? He, this guy, you want him? Oh, hey, Bartimaeus. Jesus wants to see you after all. Thumbs up, buddy. Nothing changes the naysayers in their tomb when they see the favor and mercy of God being poured out on you as you cry. Jesus stood still. He heard the cries and he took note. He, in effect, dropped what he was doing to pay attention to Bartimaeus in his Struggle, persistence, steadfast faithfulness in our cry for mercy does not go unnoticed by Jesus, our intercessor, our high priest. He stops and he responds to us. He hears our earnest pleas. Our, he beckons us to approach him, to draw near to him. He may even accomplish this by sending others to our aid with help and encouragement. And some of them may be the very naysayers who told you to shut up and sit down. However, he chooses to draw near to us. He chooses to bring us closer. He is faithful to respond to us as we cry out to him. And so we need to open our eyes and our hearts to receive his grace, however it presents itself to us. We need to be actively looking. We need to take heart. We need to get up out of our misery and receive the help that he sends 
gratefully. Verse 50. This is my favorite verse in the whole passage of Scripture. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. This is the most powerful image in the whole passage. Blind Bartimaeus. Everyone telling him to be quiet. He's sitting there in his blindness, both physical and spiritual. He's he's a mess. And he's got this heavy cloak wrapped around him. And when Jesus calls him, he throws off the cloak and he springs up and he runs to Jesus. See, as as Bartimaeus gets up from this spot outside the gate of Jericho, he rises up from years of hopelessness. As he begins to respond to Jesus's invitation to come to him, he throws off the cloak that he's been wearing for those many years. It's gotten heavy with the dirt and the filth. Probably quite a few tears. The sweat of his brow. He throws off the cloak of unbelief. He throws off the cloak of sickness. He throws off the cloak of depravity. He throws off the cloak of fear and doubt. He throws off the cloak of his former self, his former life. And he runs, no longer burdened by any of that, towards the sound of Jesus' voice. What a sweet voice that must have been for Bartimaeus penetrating the noise and the chaos of the crowd rising above those telling him to sit down and be quiet rising even above that noise that goes on within our own heads as we struggle with all the stuff rising above and he hears Jesus's voice like a sheep hearing the voice of his shepherd And he runs and he feels his way right to the feet of Jesus. When I read that, I I immediately think, what cloak is weighing me down? What cloak is weighing you down this morning? What cloak are you wearing in the middle of your circumstances today? Whatever it is, Know that in the crying out to Jesus for help, His mercy and His strength will pull you up. And as you begin to rise up to meet Him, His strength will help you to throw off the heavy cloak of your burdens and enable you to follow the sound of His voice even in the middle of the noise that surrounds your chaotic life inside and outside Jesus' voice cuts through. You see, when we respond to Jesus' invitation to come to Him, when we throw off that burdensome cloak that we've been wearing, when we run and we fall at the Master's feet, it is there that we hear Him say to us, What do you want me to do for you? Could 
there be any sweeter words ever heard by anyone ever than Jesus saying to us, what do you want me to do for you? See, that, that phrase for the Son of God to say to you, what do you want me to do for you? That is to us the promise of healing, of redemption, of rescue. It's a guarantee that Jesus is going to do whatever you ask of him as long as we ask within the will of God. In other words, as long as we ask him for the right thing. Well, wait a minute, Pastor. What do you mean by, by asking for the right thing? What's the right thing? Well, all we have to do is look at the passage of Scripture and see what Bartimaeus, how did he answer the question? How did he respond to Jesus' question? As he's laying there clinging to the feet of Jesus and Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus simply says, my teacher, my Lord, my Savior, my God. Let me see again. Now we may think Bartimaeus is just talking about his eyesight, and I'm sure that was part of it. But think of the bigger picture. My teacher, let me see again. I, I want to see again as I throw off the cloak of my whole life as it, as it was before you came walking through the gate. As I throw off the years of my own fallen, broken human condition, as I crawl out from under all of that mess and I begin to rise above it, let me see again. Let me see the life that I was meant to lead. Let me see again the purpose you had in mind for me as the perfect image and likeness of God. Let me see myself as a child of the Most High God. Let me see others as you created them to be. Lord, I don't want to just see again with human eyes. I want to see again as you see. Lord Jesus, just let me see again. See, when we respond to Jesus with the right answer, when we respond to him with an answer that honors God and that is aligned with his perfect will for us, that's when Jesus says to us, as he did to the blind beggar Bartimaeus, go, your faith has made you well. What is wellness? in the heart and mind of Jesus. Well, I'll tell you. Wellness in the heart and mind of Jesus is completeness. It's whatever was lacking is now fullness. It's whatever was missing is now restored to you. Whatever you've lost, it's back again. And better than you ever hoped for or imagined. When God answers prayer he answers out of full and total knowledge for what's within his will for you for your highest good so you don't just get 
bare minimum. No. God gives you completeness. God gives you total redemption. God gives you exactly what you need to fulfill His purpose for you. See, Jesus is faithful to remove the chaos from your heart and from your mind when you call on Him for mercy. His grace is sure. It is certain. It's not just possible. It's certain. The peace He gives never fails. Through Him we are strengthened to rise above our circumstances and move through them with confidence and assurance and hope. Just as in the experience of Bartimaeus, the grace that Jesus gives results in the immediate regaining of our sight, our ability to see light and hope where once we only saw darkness and despair. What is our response for such a great gift? The proper response for that amazing gift of restoration and redemption is thankfulness. Just be grateful. We demonstrate our gratitude by walking with Jesus into our future. We become a Christ follower. We become recipients of divine grace. We become children and therefore heirs to the kingdom of God. You get more than just physical sight. You get wholeness. That's the one thing that we as broken people need more than anything at all. Wholeness. To be restored to the way God created us. Recipients of divine grace. Children and heirs to the kingdom of God. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. Lord, I just want to see again. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And as we go into our...